Welcome to the One Man Show with Damon Trevor, personal trainer, entrepreneur, the podcast where I talk about everything and anything. Thanks for listening. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. But first, cue the intro music. Welcome to episode 54 of the One Man Show. Catching up with Damon, I am back. I apologize, I haven't created an episode, recorded an episode since December of 2023, last year. Took a break uh, in January, not by, not on purpose actually, it wasn't planned at all. I just, you know, time goes by and I realized at some point that I didn't record an episode and... I tried. There were attempts. Uh, I don't like making excuses, so this is not an excuse. But there were attempts at trying to uh, record an episode. If you guys listen back, like I think I might have done like two episodes last year where I was in my car because I was just trying to get it in. And I think one time I I was going to record it. I sat down. I was ready to go, and then I realized that I had to charge my my microphone. So that didn't happen. I tried to use some kind of gap in my day. Another time I was I had about 15 or 20 minutes before my next client, so I was in my car and again trying to record it just off of my phone cuz I didn't have my mic on me. And then I recorded it and I didn't like I it was too rushed. I felt like I was trying to squeeze in everything in 15 minutes. And though I used to do episodes that was about 10 to 12 minutes. It's kind of hard sometimes because I don't know if you notice. I have a lot to say. So, yeah, there were a few attempts and not good. Didn't end up recording an episode. So now I'm back. So, again, I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate you listening right now if you are and having the patience and having having the patience to wait for me. And I'm, I'm calling this episode Catching Up With Damon because... I figure that's pretty fitting. It's been almost two months that you haven't heard from me. So what's been going on with me? It's been really busy, really busy. I'm grateful for it. Literally just signed up like two more clients this week and my schedule is packed. Now, I I think this is the most clients I've ever had in my career. And again, I'm very grateful, but it comes with being a little tricky trying to fit in everything and and coordinate your your schedule and make time for things so it's 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 been a challenge and i find myself always having to go on my my phone and uh if there's a cancellation i have to reschedule it and i have to make notes i have to make alarms to remind me to just try to remember everything but it's not a bad thing to have obviously it's a good thing also, I just made about six months. I think it's been about six months now at the new studio that I've been training out of. And that, again, like I talked about before, it's good practice. The ultimate goal is still to have my own studio. But I'm not quite there yet. I feel like I'm, I'm very close. 
I could probably do it now, but I really want a big cushion on it because when you do lease out a studio of your own, you they want you to sign up for five years, at least a lease of five years, sometimes 10 years. So it's long-term contracts. So when you go into it, you have to have money saved up. You can't just go into it and then business goes south and then all of a sudden you don't have enough money to pay rent. But that goal is still in the back of my head. This is great practice. I'm paying rent for this studio to for to train my clients out of, to have my classes out of. I also work at a, a senior facility and I use their fitness center. So I'm paying rent there as well to train uh, the residents there. In the beginning, I had friends, clients, they, they were saying like, oh, wait, what do you have to pay? Oh, you don't want to just train at my my place, you know, so you can save money. But that's the idea. The idea is to, to get the feeling of paying rent and see, it's kind of like dipping my toes in the water a little bit and seeing if I can handle it financially. And so far, it's been great. What I pay now is not as much as what I would pay outside. Outside is probably about twice as much. So this is a good start. I mean, if you really want to get an idea of financially what I have to take care of, I'm paying rent at the studio. I'm paying rent at the fitness center at the senior facility. And I'm paying my own rent at home. So there's a lot to juggle. Uh, and I've factored that in into prices and um, what I charge. And there's there's just a lot. There's there's a lot more that goes into a business and the, and the things you have to pay for than just making money. I think sometimes people think, oh, this person is making a lot of money because they're charging this. But uh, trust me, the, more than you can even imagine that we have to take care of and we have to pay for. So. Yeah, you try paying uh, two or three places rent and, you know, it's like having two apartments, two or three apartments. It it does add up. Uh, another thing that's interesting is, you know, I'm now in an environment where there's other trainers that I'm uh, sharing the space with. And I've been out there for so long that, you know, I, I forget how how it is to, to work around other trainers. So I was kind of excited going in. If I can be honest with you, I was excited going in because I'm like, okay, wow, I get to maybe pick brains and we have to share, you know, maybe share notes and, and talk to each other. And and it's not as I imagine. We, every trainer in there is so busy. The only time we have is when we're training clients and then we leave or we go to the next client or we're getting ready, you know, for the next client and prepping equipment. So we don't get to talk really uh, as much as I'd like to. So it was, it turned out different than what I thought, but Hey, nothing wrong with that. We're not there to make conversation or, or hang out. I mean, we're there to work and Every trainer there has clients on a daily basis and they're busy. But so far it's been good. And I think for me, it's just respecting everyone. When I first got in there, knowing that I'm the new guy and I have to work my way up and I have to respect those before me. And I've been like that with anything, whether any job I've been in, any field, uh, I always want to work my way to the top and respect the people before me and respect the space.
So in a training environment like that, it's pretty interesting because at the most, we have three trainers working out of the studio. The studio is about maybe a thousand square feet of training space. And it sounds like a lot, but it's not because when you have three trainers working, they're working with their clients. So that's actually six. Once in a great while, you'll get like eight because there's a fourth trainer, but we try to keep it at around three. And there's not a lot of equipment, so it's a lot of planning. Uh, I don't think clients realize, like, when I'm planning and I'm creating the workouts for them, I'm thinking who's in there at that time. So if I have a client at 2.30 p.m. and I'm like, okay, this trainer is working out of there. She normally likes to be on this side. She's probably going to use uh, the cable machine. Or, you know, if it's 4.30 and I'm... I'm training a client, and then there's just another trainer that likes to use the, the the dumbbell section and the bench, and does a lot of bench press. So I gotta I gotta factor that in and be like, okay, that's that's probably not going to be available. There's a possibility that that piece of equipment might not be available at that time. So let's come up with a backup exercise just in case. And sometimes they cancel and, you know, everything turns out great. And I have the studio practically to myself, but it is a lot of coordinating. It's working around them. And that's, that can be tough. Uh, I'm confident enough where I've been doing this a long time that I can go on the fly and all of them can too. So it's little things like that, like just sharing the space and being aware of your surroundings and being courteous of others. That's, that's really all it is. Uh, I would love to be, uh, I guess, more like more talkative with the trainers. I love to talk with them more again and and share swap ideas, but that's just not the environment right now for it. So yeah, that's it. It is what it is. I guess it's just because I've worked outside for so long, and you know, I've I've worked on my own, so I really haven't had the camaraderie and the the co-workers and you know kind of miss that but that's a whole nother story uh, i've also been streamlining my business and just becoming more efficient and i looked up the definition because i'm not the smartest you know person uh, in the world sometimes i have to just double check on the definitions and i google it so i like this this definition of streamlining which is the process used to simplify or eliminate unnecessary work related tasks to improve the efficiency of processes in businesses or organizations. And what I've been doing is exactly that, is making it more efficient. I've been really trying to, to make it more efficient and work not, not harder, but work smarter. So before I was a traveling trainer and I went from location to location and I cut back on a lot of the traveling and now majority of my students, my, my clients, are at the studio. And the client, the studio is like five minutes away from where I live. And what that does is it helps me to put less wear and tear on my car, which I'm going to get into soon. That's, that's a whole other topic. And also, I'm able to fit in more clients. You want to try to utilize all the hours in a day. So if if I have to travel uh, 30 minutes or even 45 minutes to a location to train a client, round trip, that's about an hour and a half that I'm missing out on, including the hour that I'm training a client. 
So technically that's like two and a half hours or so, sometimes three that I can't really book anybody. So if I cut back on the traveling time, which I did drastically, I just kept the clients that were already, I was already traveling to, but a lot of them transitioned over to the studio. I can fit in more people. There are times where a potential client wants a certain time slot. I'm like, I don't have it. I can't do it because I'm going to be in this area at this time. And I got to take, you know, an hour or two to drive back to the studio. And, and then, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. So by, by cutting back on the travel time, like, gosh, I must have cut back like maybe 60, 70% at this point, eventually a hundred percent. I want to get there, but out of respect for the clients I have that has been with me for years, um, I'm trying my best to still travel to them and accommodate them. But uh, it saves me a lot of time, a whole lot of time. So you have to look at efficiency. You can't, it's okay to accommodate everyone and you try your best as a business. You try your best to accommodate everyone. But the fact of the matter is you only do more damage to yourself sometimes. So you have to, again, streamline it and open up time slots, have uh, be, be more, a lot more smarter with your time so that you can get more business and you ultimately in the long run, you can accommodate everyone. So that's kind of what I've been doing business-wise. The goal is still the same. Make no mistake about it, is I want my own studio. And I know I've done the numbers. I've crunched the numbers and everything. I know where I need to be. And I'm not quite there. Not quite there yet. So I'm, I'm working on that. But um, I dream about it every day. And I, I think about what equipment I'm going to buy. And I think about the things I'm going to offer for my clients. So all everything that I'm doing with my business now is trying to make it, trying to give a better service to my clients in the long run and uh, make it easier for them. There's a lot of things I want to do, but I know that there's going to be sacrifices here and there that I have to make. So that's a work in progress. Another thing I've been doing is utilizing time slots in my day. Part of my job is creating workouts. And some days I have five clients. Other days I have seven to eight clients. And I have to create a workout for each client. And process can you know sometimes it can be an hour or, or it can be more than an hour to do it and that's that's it, it takes up a lot of time so i've been trying instead of staying up late at night to do it you know because after i come home from a long day i still gotta eat dinner i still gotta take a bath i gotta do all that stuff i've been trying to find time slots in my day like if i have a half hour or an hour and try to create my workouts ahead of time. Or I try to cook my dinner, cook my food ahead of time. So that when I come home, which is usually like 7 p.m. or later, uh, I can just eat and I have it ready for me or I can sleep early. And that's something I'm, I'm not perfect at, but I'm trying to get better at. So utilizing time slots in your day, it works. But you really got to like, you got to buckle down. You can't be on Instagram or Facebook like you really have to get the work done early so that you can enjoy later. It's a work in progress. I've been trying to be, uh, another thing I've been trying to do is uh, just be better at building friendships, uh, 
both in real life, you know, the friends I've I've had for years, a lot of them still from high school, and also online. So what does that look like? I just had a, uh, maybe about a month ago or so, I had lunch with my two friends from high school, and I enjoyed myself. I, I really needed that. I miss, I miss those guys. I don't get to see them often. I'm glad they invited me. And just to have that, like that friendship after all these years and to talk story, like a, a lot of people don't realize I'm, I'm a pretty introverted guy. I, my job requires me to be extrovert. My, my job requires me to talk a lot and converse and teach classes. But uh, for the most part, I'm home. And, you know, after a long day, I'm, I kind of don't want to go out. But luckily, I, I had lunch with them. We had some time during the day. And I want to do more of that. I, I really had a good time. It was good catching up with them. I want to do more of that. That's kind of one of my goals this year is to just not just be invited to it, like initiate it. I'm trying to. I want to initiate the lunchtime. I want to ask my friends, hey, you want to go grab something to eat? Or randomly text them like, hey, how's everything going? Just want to check on you. Uh, when it comes to online, it can also be where these real friends that I stay in contact with online, if I see them post something, maybe they lost they lost a family member or maybe they sound stressed out, uh, I can shoot them a text and just be like, hey, saw your post. Just checking to see if everything's okay. Uh, I've done that before many times, but I... I know there's always room for improvement, and I want to get better at that. Also, the ones I who I've never met in person, I want to like interact with them more on their post. You know, if they have an anniversary or they have a birthday, I want to leave a comment, say happy birthday, or how was that? How was that restaurant you tried? What did you like about that place? What's your favorite dish? Like. It's so easy to scroll past people because we scroll at like 100 miles an hour. But to stop sometimes and just be like, hey, congratulations on your promotion or congratulations on that new job or, oh, how's your daughter doing? Like just little things like that. I, I'm aware of it and I know I need to get better at it. So that's a conscious effort that I'm, I'm trying to get uh, get better at. Um, what else? What else? What else? What has been going on? with Damon catching up with Damon my car some of you know her as Priscilla has it been doing that good I have a 2014 Kia Soul and she has seen better days there has been it's been at least four or six times I have to go in just to change a headlight and then I ended up having to change the whole housing which cost some money and then the check engine light started coming on. And the last time I went in, uh, he checked it out. And he said, you're probably not going to want to do this because the part is like over $2,000. And I said, you're right. Uh, I don't think I, I want to do that at this point because I might as well just get another car. Uh, I'm sentimental with this car. If you listen to my past episode called 22 Months Living in My Car, uh, this car has done a lot for me. And it's helped me to build the business that I have today. So I'm so grateful for it. I know it's not a real person, but I treat it. I treat her like she is. And I just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for all those miles traveled. Like, you know, without her, I, 
I wouldn't have done all the things that I did and build the business that is, you know, Damon moves today. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. I'm, he said that I can drive it for a while. And when the engine light comes on, check engine light comes on, we're probably going to have to revisit that. And, um, right now she's burning a lot of fuel and she, yeah, maybe a little bit on life support. I don't know when the time will come. But I'm starting to look around at cars and just kind of being ready for it. And, uh, yeah, cross your fingers for me. Let's let's hope for the best. Let's hope she's still got miles on her. Uh, one thing I've been struggling with a little bit recently is they call it imposter syndrome. And I heard a video with Tony Robbins say that, you know, imposter syndrome is BS. A lot of people feel that it's just you not being confident enough in your skills and not being ready for uh, the job that you're doing. And I've been a trainer now for 18, probably about 18 years, uh, 2006 I started. So I feel like every time I'm, I'm following other trainers on social media, like they're just so smart. The trainers now are so advanced compared to the trainers I started with, like we were just, you know, in the early 2000s, I mean, gosh, we had Biggest Loser. We had, it wasn't a lot of technical stuff. Like uh, with everything that you, you need to know today, it was, it's crazy. And sometimes I just feel a little stupid. I feel like I should know more. And I, I, I doubt my skills sometimes. And um, I have to just kind of remember what I bring to the table and I'm not the smartest trainer. I don't know everything. And I, I'm kind of learning just to be like, hey, you don't know that. It's okay. You know, I feel I feel like if I don't know something, I feel like, gosh, what kind of trainer are you? Like, you should know that. And uh, sure, you can study. You can do all this stuff. You can watch all the videos. But it's it's hard to keep up with things because the, the body is so complicated in a way. There's so many bones and muscles and, and, and tendons and ligaments and so many exercises and so many variations of it. And there's no one governing body that just says, hey, this is the protocol. This is the way to do it. There's so many different opinions. One trainer might do it this way. Another trainer says that's wrong. You're going to get hurt. You got to do it this way. So uh, I think in my career, I'm just kind of, I, I feel, I, I know the imposter syndrome is not true. I don't accept it. I just know I have to continue to keep getting better. But, yeah, you know, you try not to doubt yourself and you try to be, uh, you can't know everything. You, you just can't know everything. You can try your best to to learn it, but, man, it's it's hard. There's just a lot of things to learn and keep up with in fitness. Fitness is always evolving every few years. So uh, that's just kind of what I've been feeling lately in my career. But I'm, I'm getting a little better. And I'm just kind of being a little more confident, I guess, in my skills. And um, just understanding what I bring to the table is not the same as every other trainer. Uh, I've been, there's been some lessons I've, I've learned in the past month or so. And I, a lot of my lessons I learn from just watching. I, I, I watch and I observe other people, whether it's good or bad, and how they act. And one of the lessons I've I've kind of learned is just giving people the benefit of the doubt which really comes down to trust and recently i i had someone that i text 
and I didn't receive a text message back. And it's been days, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to move on. And I forget this person. And then I said, hold on, let me let me just let me give him the benefit of the doubt. And then I ended up talking to him and, and found out that, yeah, the person didn't get my text message. And, you know, we're so, we're so quick to jump to conclusions. Like once in a while, I mean, it can be, um, you know, technology doesn't always deliver. Sometimes they might not get your text message or maybe they missed it. Or, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people do it on purpose to just ignore something. So instead of jumping to conclusions and, and getting mad, you know, just like check in with them and give them, give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, of course, if it's a pattern that happens over and over, you got to draw the line somewhere and maybe rely, find someone else to do this task that you're asking. But yeah, that's just something I, I want to improve on as well is just not doubting someone and, and looking at their body of work. You know, if I have a friend that's always delivered and always has always been there for me and just one time maybe they weren't there for me, like maybe I just check on them. Maybe it's 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 empathy that I need more of. Not just me, me, me and oh so and so didn't get back to me. Like, hey, that person's been there for me all these times. This one time they didn't get back to me. Well what about maybe I just check on them and see how they're doing. Maybe they're going through something, right? So you got to see it that way. I think as I'm getting older, I, I start, you know, you mature and you start learning a little more. And again, you have more empathy and understanding. And that's something I, I'm trying to improve on and just get better at. Uh, another one is understanding that not everyone is like me. Uh, just because I care about something doesn't mean everyone else does. Let me say that again. Just because you care about something, it doesn't mean everyone else does. What does that mean? The same things you value, not everyone values it as well. And you don't value the same things as other people. So you can't let that bother you. You know, a lot of times we'll, again, we'll, we'll be like, I wouldn't do that. Or I'm al I always get back to people. Or, I always do this. And years ago, I let it drive me crazy. When someone wouldn't get back to me, you know, when I had a staff and I'm waiting for an email or text message, it's, you know, it's like I'm the only person in the world and they need to get back to me. So I, I've been trying to understand just not everyone values the same things as me. And that's fine because I don't value the same things as them. Another thing that I've been noticing is or working on is recognizing my addictions Everyone has addictions. Um, you know, it doesn't have to just be drug or alcohol related because you guys know I don't drink, I don't, I don't smoke, I don't do any drugs. But it doesn't mean that you don't have addictions. You might not consider it an addiction. You might just consider it something you enjoy or you love to do. But when it affects you in a negative way or when it consumes your life or consumes your time, uh, it probably is an addiction. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I have a sweet tooth. I think if you really know me, you know, like, I have a sweet tooth. And there's certain desserts I like, and I always have to have. I feel like I always have to have after dinner. And I have to 
there's times I stop at some place and I'll grab me that quick treat. And one time might be okay, but then if you really take the time to count the number of days that you do this one thing or addiction, you realize like, holy crap, it's been four or five times I've done this this week already. Like, how many times can I stop by the same place and grab that dessert? So then you start thinking, okay, that's not good for me. Like, once in a while, great, but not all the time. And you try to justify it and say, well, I deserve it and whatever. And you could go down that route, but still, if you're doing something over and over, you have to you have to change. You have to lessen it. You have to you have to fix it. So that's one of my addictions. Uh, one of them is constantly checking my Instagram, and I mean, I get DMs all the time, and it's usually from friends that sending me like funny memes and stuff, and or I'm posting something in my stories that I think might be entertaining, and I'm I recognize that's one of the addictions is. Not always having a check-in, not always having to check my messages and, and comments and, and, and whatnot. So uh, I've been really just recognizing my addictions because everyone has it and trying to get better at it. The last thing is that's been going on with me is I've been obsessed with saving money. I mentioned this before that my goal was to save, well, pay off debt, first of all, like, all my debt is gone. It's been a while now. I've got rid of all that. And I, this year, I've decided to just be laser focused on saving money. I'd like to get to at least 50K by the end of the year. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I'm doing my best. It's still early. It's February. And I traveled five times last year. Not Not planned. It just happened to turn out that way. And this year, I'm probably going to travel like once at the most, just one good trip because it takes a lot of money to travel and I want to save up. So I'm just I've been just working constantly and, you know, packing in the clients and, and fitting them in every day and just being smart with my money and maybe eating at home more. And that's something I really got to work on because. It's been so busy. I, I It's very easy to just stop by somewhere and eat something. But really, saving your money is about having having a savings for a rainy day. And I'm not confident with what I have now. I always say that there's an emergency right around the corner. There's always something around the corner. Could be a family emergency. Could be a medical emergency. Uh, I, I mentioned Priscilla earlier, my car. Uh, you know, you something mechanically where maybe your car breaks down or you have to get a new car and now you need money to, to do that. And I think stress, a lot of our stressors come from not being prepared. We're not prepared for the rainy days. We're not prepared for, you know, when the pandemic happened. Um, not saying that we're supposed to be prepared for something like that because that's a once in a lifetime thing. But having a plan B, if I don't work, do I have a savings to last emergency fund to last me for six months or eight months or whatever it is until I can find work or I can find a way to pay these bills? You got to have something on the side. First of all, you got to pay off your debts, which I encourage you all to do. I've done it. it. Took me a while, but I did it so that you have more money to go towards the savings, towards this emergency fund or whatever you want to call it. 
So that's that's what I've been working on is just I want to build up a, a big amount, a really safe cushion so that I don't stress. The next time something happens, I just take it on. I take it head on and I'm able to pay for it and cover it. And that's that's what I'm going to work on this year. I'll update you guys maybe at the end of the year and let you guys know how it's going. But that's what's been going on with me. Episode 54, Catching Up with Damon. I've gone way longer than I should. I really am trying my best to go shorter on these episodes, but I just got so much to say. Let me know if you guys enjoy this, I would call long-form content, because to me, anything over 15 minutes is kind of long. Or if you guys like the shorter episodes, let me know. Leave a comment on my Instagram, or follow me on Instagram if you're not yet, or TikTok. And uh, I won't waste any more of your time. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being patient and waiting for an episode to drop. And here you go. It dropped. Episode 54, Catching Up With Damon. What's going on with me lately? That's some of the things that has been going on in my life. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.